I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. One month before the midterm elections, I'm Dick Oleano. 112 to 16, a high school football coach is defending that score in a Friday night football game. I'm Acacia James. The Washington West Film Fest returns to Virginia, giving all proceeds to charity. I'm Jason Fraley. And we'll talk in 10 minutes about the FBI's latest crime report, which is out. It's 9 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Stacey Lynn in Washington, where thousands rallied yesterday in support of abortion rights. WUSA-TV reporter Katie Karras tells us there were similar marches in many other cities. 400 Women's Wave 2022 events were held across the country, along with the D.C. March. The show of power is really important so that, you know, policymakers and people who are making these decisions have a very clear understanding of what's happening right at their doorstep. The Women's March turned its focus to mobilizing voters for the midterm elections in one month. And Vice President Harris says that is important. It's going to matter who your county prosecutor is. If you live in a place where there's a state law that has criminalized doctors and nurses and health care providers, it's going to matter who your attorney general is. It's going to matter who your governor is. She attended a rally in Austin, Texas. Hurricane Julia is in Central America. CBS's Christopher Cruz with details. Julia made landfall overnight in Nicaragua after passing over two Colombian islands. Forecasters predict she'll drop four to eight inches of rain and up to 15 inches in some areas, which could cause flash flooding and mudslides. The storm is expected to weaken tomorrow. A fiery explosion on a bridge that links Russia to Crimea, causing it to partially collapse. Our Michael George with the significance. The bridge is not only a symbol of Russia's claim on Crimea, which it annexed from Ukraine in 2014, it's also a key supply route for Russian military forces. The blast comes as Ukrainian forces continue to retake more territory. In Thailand. <laughs> Surrounded by photos, flowers and toys lined Buddhist temples as funeral services were held for some of the victims of a deadly rampage at a daycare center. 24 of the 36 killed were children. North Korea has conducted its seventh ballistic missile test in two weeks. Reporter Alex Jensen has more from Seoul. After North Korea's military warned it was gravely watching joint drills involving the U.S. and South Korea, it test-fired two short-range ballistic missiles in the early hours of Sunday morning local time. It comes as North Korea has complained about the recent redeployment of the USS Ronald Reagan aircraft carrier and its powerful strike group to the east of the Korean Peninsula. The NFL and Players Association agreed to update the league's concussion protocol. Under the new rules, players will be unable to compete if they're experiencing ataxia, which is a lack of coordination caused by poor muscle control. The NFL says they will take a very conservative approach to ruling players out. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 9.03 on Sunday, October 9, 2022. 40 degrees in Laurel. It's going to be sunny today. It is sunny, rather, with highs in the upper 60s. 
Good morning to you. I'm Liz Anderson. The top local stories we are following this hour. Prince William County's top election official is stepping down, pointing to an ongoing dispute with the local GOP. Prince William County Registrar Eric Olson has announced plans to resign after the midterm elections. He tells Inside Nova despite efforts to work with Republicans, stress, health concerns and pushback over election day assignments from a local GOP leader ultimately led to the decision. Republicans say Olson is overreacting to a state law that gives local parties oversight when it comes to who serves in chief roles. Olson took over the position last year after the county's former registrar was indicted on corruption charges. Officials have not provided details about the charges. We have reached out to the county's GOP chair for comment. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Investigators in Arlington County continue to piece together what led to an elderly woman being hit and killed by a car. Police say this crash happened nine Saturday morning at the intersection of Little Falls Road and John Marshall Drive. They believe the driver of the striking car turned left from John Marshall Drive into Little Falls Road and hit the 85-year-old woman as she was crossing in the crosswalk. Gwendolyn Hayes of Arlington was taken to a hospital where she died. The driver remained on scene. It's the third fatal pedestrian crash on that stretch of Little Falls Road over the last eight years. One person has died and the juvenile is in critical condition. That's after a collision on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Now, this happened about 9.30 p.m. in the northbound lanes of the parkway. That's just north of Maryland Route 197. U.S. Park Police say the driver of one of the cars involved in that crash died. The driver of the second car and three minors were all transported to the hospital. The driver and two kids were hurt. Their injuries were not life-threatening. But a third juvenile is hospitalized with life-threatening injuries. Demonstrators for abortion rights took to the streets in rallies across the nation on Saturday. On Capitol Hill, thousands took part in the event organized by the Women's March. They've come from far and wide to attend this demonstration, raising their voices a month before the midterm elections. I'm out here today to try to get our rights back as women. Stacy Lee made the trip from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, declaring that abortion should be legal, safe, and accessible to all women. If the government's going to force women to have babies, the the government needs to pay for everything for that child, period. All of the prenatal care, the birth costs, everything. The organizers are hoping this and other demonstrations in numerous cities give a boost to candidates favoring abortion rights in the November 8th congressional elections. On Capitol Hill, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. 112, that's 112 to 16. That was the score of a high school football game Friday night. And now a coach is defending the win. Freedom Woodbridge coach Daryl Overton tells Inside Nova that despite beating Colgan by almost 100 points. The team did not run up the score. WTOP sports reporter Brian Albin says 112 points for a football game is a lot of points. And your natural inclination is going to believe maybe they crossed the lines of sportsmanship to create as lopsided a margin in a game. But he says the coach made a good case in explaining why the team was not trying to run up the score. The coach referenced four defensive touchdowns, two special teams touchdowns. He says it brings into question when things like this happen, should there be a mercy rule? And I think there are arguments on both sides. Are you really helping out the kids on the losing team if you teach them, sorry, if you're just not good enough, we're going to let you quit? Acacia James, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, the FBI is out with its crime report for last year, but a couple of large cities did not submit information. So is it possible to get a true picture of crime rates without that information? We'll talk about it with Meredith Wilson of Emergent Risk International. That's coming up in a couple of minutes, 907. 
If you hold an associate's degree from a Maryland community college, you've already succeeded. And now you can take the next step toward the future you want. At University of Maryland Global Campus, you can turn your Maryland associates into a bachelor's for $12,000 or less with our completion scholarship. Undergraduate courses start October 19th. Succeed again with career-relevant programs, personalized advising, and 100% online and hybrid courses. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. 908. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Mary in the traffic center. All right, Liz, and we're going straight into Virginia 395 northbound to come inbound on the 14th Street Bridge, one of the only ways for the uh, Virginia side drivers to get into the district with the Army 10 miler. And props to Arlington responders who have cleared the bridge northbound at the 14th Street Bridge. The crash has been cleared. Unfortunately, we still have the delays. And we'll get back to those. Let's check out the Beltway. Still so far so good running well, both in Virginia and in Maryland. On the Maryland side, watch near Connecticut Avenue. First report of an incident. Unclear if it's on the outer or inner or even in the roadway. But you are at speed all the way around. Checking inside of the Beltway on the Virginia side, Route 7 at George Marshall High School. It is the Sunday local farm market festivities with your holiday headquarters for Halloween. So watch for any traffic control. No big delays yet. 95 running southbound. The ramp that goes to 644 exit 169A. The first ramp, one flipped over. Watch your response on the scene. You will stay to the right to get by. Now to the Army 10-miler taking up real estate. The race begins and ends at the Pentagon. Currently running through much of Roslyn as we speak. Key Bridge, Whitehurst, Potomac Freeways all closed outbound on the Roosevelt Bridge. What stays open? The George Washington Parkway, Canal Road, M Street, K Street above the fray. Inbound Roosevelt, limited access onto Constitution. Same with the George Washington Parkway and the Memorial Bridge. 395, as stated, coming inbound on the 14th, will be open with delays across the freeway available. All of your tunnels at the mall on the Maryland side, 295 and the Anacostia crossings, all are open. A full list of these closures, and they are rolling at WTOP.com. With a map, Mary DeFond, the WTOP traffic. Here's Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. Anticipate lots of sunshine for your Sunday and warmer conditions this afternoon. After a chilly start, we're going to be in the mid to upper 60s. Great weather for outdoor plans here later on today. Tonight, dropping into the upper 30s to lower 40s and sunshine for your Monday. For the holiday as well, we'll see warmer conditions. Temperatures will reach close to 70 degrees. And then we're well into the 70s on Tuesday and Wednesday and on Thursday, but the next chance of rain comes with a cold front Thursday afternoon, lingering into Friday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. 49 degrees in DuPont Circle, 43 in Germantown, 42 degrees in Annandale. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 9-11. 
The FBI is out with its crime report for 2021. That shows overall violent crime fell by 1% last year, though homicides rose. But a lot of law enforcement agencies did not submit data, including police departments in the nation's two biggest cities, New York and Los Angeles, making it hard to get a more accurate snapshot of actual crime rates. Well, here with more, Meredith Wilson, CEO of Emergent Risk International. Good morning, Meredith. Morning, Liz. So why did New York, L.A. and other large cities not submit crime data? And what's the significance of this? So uh, this year, the FBI switched to a new reporting system. Um, and the idea is to get better data, to get more granular data, and to get more specific about what these crimes are and who they affect. The problem is that um, anytime you switch systems like this, you're going to have to teach uh, you know, an entire country how to uh, how to do this differently. Um, this one requires that you can only uh, you can only report through this specific database. Um, the problem, of course, for us is that you know not only was New York City and LA, but actually almost the entire state of California and the entire state of Florida also didn't um, didn't submit crime figures this year. So it leaves big big gaps in the data, which gives us um, you know a lot less understanding of what's happening. So um, based on this, is it even possible to say what the actual crime words were last year? Is it is it like, can we even say anything like that? Yeah, I, I think there are still broad trend lines that can be, um, you know, that can be looked at and understood. Um, where it breaks down is at the local level. So uh, when you are, you know, looking at L.A. and when you're looking at New York, it's, um, you know, there's a big gap there. Um, it, it's important to note, though, that those cities do have their own crime databases. So you can get down to that level if you're, um, you know, if you actually do the research and jump in and have a look. Um, you can actually see on, uh, I think, it's the New York City, um, one of their websites has all of that information. So it's not a complete gap, but it is a gap in terms of understanding how that looks across the country and how that looks against other cities. Ah, okay. Okay. So based on the, on the data that it had, the FBI said overall violent crime fell 1% last year. Murders rose, but robberies fell. Looking at that avail available information, what kind of stands out to you? Well, so part of that is good news. Um, even, even with a 4% rise, if that's actually the case, um, that's a huge change from last year where we had a 30% jump in homicides from 2019 to 2020. That says we might be getting back to, uh, or at least getting close to getting back to some kind of, um, you know, some kind of normal after the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> I think what's, what is a little bit concerning is crime is set to be a major midterm issue um, coming up here in the, um, in, in the, in November. And, um, and, and this this is one of those things where in the absence of good data, people will draw their own conclusions. So we will have politicians that fall back on the old statistics to say, oh, my gosh, crime is, you know, through the roof. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, we have to we have to change things where that may or may not actually be the case. So there are you know, there are some um, there are some problems with that. There's also problems with funding when we don't know the, the true numbers. So those are some of the things that, uh, you know, that we're worried about coming up here because we don't have all the data. And so a little bit of broader context. We only have a couple of seconds for this uh, for this last question. Crime peaked in the U.S. decades ago in the 90s. How do crime rates today compare with back then? So um, the 1990s, uh, 
we're the absolute worst in the United States for crime. Um, when it comes to violent crime, it's way down. Uh, that's that's everything excluding homicides. So, um, you know, carjackings and, and assaults and that kind of thing. But when it comes to homicides, we have almost reached that peak that we were at in the 90s, and that is worrying. However, uh, there is preliminary data from the first half of this year that suggests that we may be trending back towards where we were pre-pandemic. So that might be some good news out of all of that. Well, thank you so much. That's Meredith Wilson with Emergent Risk International. And right now we are going to go right to sports. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Here's Brian Albin. And Liz, week five of the NFL season is here, and it already feels like a make-or-break week for Washington. With the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys all three and one or better, the Commanders at one and three need to get back on the right track at FedEx Field as the Titans come to town at one. The story coming into this one, though, the return of rookie running back Brian Robinson Jr. just six weeks after being shot twice in the leg during an attempted robbery. And WTOP's George Wallace talks about what Robinson's return brings to the commanders but i think that's just going to be a huge lift for this team on and off the field too i mean it just from what he's going to bring to the offense because he was in line to be the starting running back before the incident happened so uh it'll be a great combination to have him back on the field and it should be pretty good for the players in the locker room too george wallace will be with us all day long from fedex field as the commanders host the titans at one speaking of the division rival new york giants they're getting ready for a little tea time in london as they take on aaron Rodgers and the packers 15 minutes from now the ravens host joe burrow and the Bengals for sunday night football at 8 20. On the college gridiron, Maryland, Virginia, and Virginia Tech all took losses, while Navy beat Tulsa and James Madison stayed unbeaten with a win at Arkansas State. The Capitals picked up a 4-3 overtime win over Columbus in preseason action last night. Alex Ovechkin a goal, while Darcy Kemper had 36 saves on 39 shots faced. And at 2.30, D.C. United closes out its season at Audi Field against Cincinnati. I'm Brian Albin, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Russia tightens security at the only bridge that links the country with the annexed Crimean Peninsula. This move after a deadly explosion damages the span Moscow uses to transport weapons for its war in Ukraine. Three people were killed and no one immediately claimed responsibility for the attack. Meanwhile, North Korea has conducted its seventh ballistic missile test in two weeks. This comes after North Korea has complained about the redeployment of a U.S. aircraft carrier to the east of the Korean Peninsula. And as demonstrators across the country took to the streets to rally for abortion rights, Vice President Kamala Harris appeared at an event in Austin, Texas. During her conversation with reproductive rights advocates, Harris said she became aware of women's health issues in the nation from her mom's work as a breast cancer researcher. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. An arrest in connection with the homicide on Friday in the 1500 block of Butler Street Southeast. This happened just after 7 p.m. when police found a man suffering from several stab wounds. D.C. police say he's been identified as 38-year-old Alfonso Lee of No Fixed Address. Friday, police arrested 31-year-old Julian Ruffin of Southeast D.C. and he has been charged with second-degree murder. It's 9:18. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Mary DePompa in the traffic center. All right, Liz, and we'll take a big picture, wide-angle lens shot. If you're out and about on an early Sunday morning, for the most part, not much will be in your way. We're at speed around the Beltway, both in Virginia and in Maryland. 
Big roads on the Maryland side doing okay. Nothing on 270, 95 Beltway to Beltway should be available. However, north on 95 through Elkridge passing Route 100. First report of a crash. Watch for any response heading to scene. Again, it was northbound passing Route 100. A new crash is also reported on 355 Urbana Pike, and this would be southbound. Close to the Target Chick-fil-A near the Genstar Drive area. Watch for response as well. In Virginia, same. Big Road's doing better. 395 still heavy to get to the 14th Street Bridge. And we'll come back to that. But 95 from Springfield to Spotsylvania running at speed. West Ox Road south of 50 between 50 and Monument Drive was closed. All lanes have been restored after an overnight crash investigation. Now, checking toward the district. If you are heading there from Virginia or Maryland on an early Sunday morning, you may want to hold off for the most part. We've got a lot of roadways closed from the Pentagon where the Army 10-miler will begin and end. The racers or runners are, for the most part now, through Georgetown. So we've got the Key Bridge, Whitehurst Freeway, Potomac Freeway, outbound Roosevelt Bridge, 110 in Virginia. They're all closed, and you can find a full list of these rolling closures at WTOP.com. 395 inbound across the 14th Street Main Bridge is one of the only ways to get toward the district from Virginia. And the George Washington Parkway are both jammed to get there after a crash was cleared. Now, if you come from the south or the Maryland side, George Washington Parkway, yes, that is open. Also, 295 and all of your Anacostia crossings are available. Check out WTOP.com again with a map and a full list of closures, which are rolling closures. Mary DePompe, WTP Traffic. Here's Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. High pressure is keeping the region rather dry, and we will see plenty of sunshine throughout the day today. It's going to be a nice warm day compared to yesterday, as highs will get into the mid to upper 60s, and it looks like we'll uh, drop down back into the upper 30s and lower 40s tonight. Tomorrow, for the holiday, plenty of sunshine. Temperatures close to 70, into the 70s on Tuesday and Wednesday. We're clouding up here Wednesday night, and with the clouds comes some rain. We're going to see a cold front bring us rain showers. Best chance will be Thursday afternoon. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. 49 degrees at Reagan National, also 49 at BWI Marshall, and 44 degrees at Dulles. Brought to you by Lynn the Plumber, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, Democrats pick their special election candidate to run for an open House of Delegates seat in Virginia. It's 921. Kansas City Steak Company, another AmericanEagle.com success story. Started in 1932 as a family-owned butcher shop, today they're a leading distributor of superior all-American steaks delivered right to your door, ready for the grill and your taste buds. When it came to their website, an average site wouldn't do. They chose AmericanEagle.com to take their website to the next level. With a dramatic increase in competition and a softening market demand, they had two challenges. Improve their brand presence and message and produce a positive return. AmericanEagle.com got to work and executed user studies and detailed audits of site experience, digital assets, and marketing. The result, an integrated digital marketing and customer experience plan, organic traffic increase of 20%, and a long-term roadmap for success. If you love great steaks, go to KansasCitySteaks.com. For website design, development, and online solutions that bring efficiency and results, visit AmericanEagle.com. If you need a results-driven website, call the team at AmericanEagle.com at 877-WEBNOW1. That's 877-WEBNOW1. Also, Coming up on WTOP, a man accused of a stabbing is facing several charges. 922. Dr. Trudy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. 
It lags. <gasps> now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights, and lag! You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile home internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Get Xfinity Internet with unlimited data included for just $29.99 a month for two full years with no annual contract required when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash TMOFAX, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay, ends 11 Restrictions apply. New Performance Pro Internet customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Xfinity Mobile requires post-pay Xfinity Internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game-day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you, with supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to WTOP News. Democrats in Fairfax County have nominated Holly Siebold as their candidate in a special election to fill an open seat in the Virginia House of Delegates. Delegate Mark Keem, a six-term Democrat, is stepping down for a job in the Biden administration. Siebold, a former Fairfax County school teacher, will face voters in a special election next January. District 35, which includes McLean, Tyson's, Dunloring, Oakton, Vienna, and other parts of Fairfax County has been in Democratic hands since 2003. A man accused of stabbing someone in Prince George's County is facing several charges. Hyattsville police say it happened last Saturday near Hamilton Street and 31st Avenue. Witnesses tell police Renee Morales and a second man got into an argument with a third man before Morales stabbed the victim 17 times. The victim managed to walk off before approaching an off-duty Hyattsville detective a block away before he was taken to the hospital. Morales turned himself in on Wednesday and is being held without bond. He faces several charges, including first-degree attempted murder. The second man with Morales was questioned by police but isn't facing charges. The victim's condition has upgraded this weekend from critical to stable condition. Money News at 25 and 55. Here's Lisa Mateo. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. American hospitals are on life support. Expenses are up. There are workforce shortages. Our patients are sicker. And we continue to have underpayment from Medicare and Medicaid. Ashley Thompson is Senior Vice President of the American Hospital Association. A recent report prepared for the group shows more than half of U.S. hospitals expect to lose money this year with labor leading the downfall. Our labor costs are up 19% from pre-pandemic levels, and our labor is 50% of our overall hospital expenses. Hospitals have undertaken a range of strategies to recruit and retain staff. There's not enough faculty to train new nurses. We have an aging demographic of caregivers. We've had to resort to hiring travel nurses. The economic strain is having an impact on services and patient support. That's everything from mobile mammography units to entire obstetrical program. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Lisa Mateo on WTOP. Coming up after traffic and weather, the latest on Russia's war in Ukraine, it's 926. On FanDuel Sportsbook, you can combine player or game props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called the same game parlay and it's perfect 
for tonight's game in Baltimore. If I was building an SGP for the AFC North showdown between the Bengals and Ravens, I'd roll with Baltimore on the money line, the over, and the over on Lamar Jackson's rushing yards prop. I love betting on FanDuel because they 